Welcome to Learn, Lead, and Lift, a podcast to empower women to discover their sparkle and use it to make a positive impact in their corner of the universe. Welcome to this episode of Learn, Lead, and Lift. I'm your host, Ann Forrester, and this is episode 25, Learn, Lead, and Lift with Maisel Benson. Maisel Benson is a wife, teacher, and licensed foster parent through Utah Foster Care with an active two-year-old at home. She holds a BA degree from Michigan State University, an MBA from Western Governors University, and is currently pursuing a doctorate in business administration. Maisel is active in her community. She is the Director of Volunteers for Women on Worth Utah, which helps women find their voice after trauma. And she's also a member of the Battle and Betty's Utah Platoon, advocating for and providing awareness for resources for veterans and members of our active duty military. Married for seven years, she first came to pageantry as a plus missus. She is America's Most Beautiful Mrs. Utah 2023 and loves serving alongside her rhinestone sisters. Maisel, thank you so much for being a special guest on Learn, Lead, and Lift. I am excited for you with your new title of America's Most Beautiful Mrs. Utah and so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I am excited to be here today. Let's jump into learn, lead, and lift. So the first point is learn, uh, learning what your strengths and special skills are, your talents, your gifts. So share with us, what is your sparkle? I personally think my sparkle, I mean, I, I feel like we all have a lot of different talents to contribute to the world. But what really makes us shine is, you know, having something a bit of a niche. And I feel like mine is getting involved, just I will jump into things so quickly. I mean, I like to do the research, but I will jump into them when they have a really good cause, especially one that touches my heart. And so, and I've been that way since about junior high school and it continued through my academic career and into my professional career and even into my personal life. But just getting involved, keeping our, learning to listen with both Um, my eyes and my ears, seeing a need in the community. So we have to learn how to listen with both our eyes and our ears. Um, And then when you find that need, um, doing more research on it. Um, So I I say um, part of that is both your formal and situational education. I need to, I use my formal education to help further my knowledge of me um, using those skills that I gained, that tool belt that I gained in the classroom to to help me figure out what's going on in my community and how I can make an impact. And then once you've got all those pieces together, just taking action. That's the big thing. I th- I feel like we're, we're all in this world where a lot of people are speaking, but not a lot of people are doing. And so you just got to put all of those pieces together and just take action. It's nothing will change if we continue to do nothing. I definitely can testify of your involvement because that was, I think how we first met was at a, uh, a service activity, um, you know, working together with different Sash sisters. And I love seeing what you've been able to do over the past few years. Uh, Share a little bit about the organizations that you've been involved with in the community. 
Um, there's two main organizations that I'm continuously involved with. One is Women of Worth Utah. And what that is, is a, an organization that helps women who've come through tra trauma or traumatic situations own their story and find their voices again. Um, and so right now we are helping women along the Wasatch Front. At some point in the future, we do hope to expand, but, um, and maybe even try to bring in other avenues as trying to um, reach out to teens, because that's a critical population, especially when you're talking about young girls and young women, trying to reach them at that middle school and high school level before their confidence can be uh, impacted negatively. Um, and then uh, Battle and Betty's is one that has my heart. I love to dress up. So um, of course, when I first saw Battle and Betty's, it was, oh, they caught me with the 40s and 50s style clothing. That is my period. I feel like I was born in the wrong period, fashion-wise. <laughs> but what the, the biggest thing for me about Battle and Betty's is what they, they champion. And we look out for uh, our active duty military, our first responders, and our veterans. My dad was in... Vietnam. My grandfather served during World War II. So just helping that community find the resources that they need, especially among our vets right now. Um, suicide amongst them is really high. When they come back, they suffer from PTSD. We, just, we don't understand. They look completely normal, but we don't understand the severity of war and the aftermath that it creates in their lives. And so those two organizations are, are like, th those, that's my heart, empowering women and, and being there for those who have given their all to protect our rights and our freedoms. Both of those are such great causes. And I love that you are passionate about helping those organizations and the people they serve. Uh, you had talked about being involved and being active in the community. You were recently crowned America's Most Beautiful Mrs. Utah 2023. Share with us a little bit about pageantry and maybe how that has got you more involved in the community. I think pageantry allows me to get more involved in the community because I now have a wealth of um, opportunities coming in through you all, through like my pageant sisters. And so it's great. It's not only just, you know, the causes that I'm passionate about, but I can get involved in and help with your causes and, and everyone else's causes. Or, hey, this, you know, there's this community event. Come, you know, come help and sign up. I love being able to do little events on the fly like that. Um, and so um, pageantry has allowed me to do a lot of things, um, even when it's just like walking into a school. You put that crown and that and that banner on and you walk into a school. The average Joe can't just walk into a school, especially nowadays. And so um, I can walk into a school with that and say, hey, I want to I want to do something with your kids. I, I did that out actually out in Eagle Mountain last year or was it last year? 2021. I can't remember exactly when, but um I did that with uh, a, the elementary school students out in Eagle Mountain, and we raised, I don't even remember how many flip-flops. I want to say it was well over, um, it was several hundred pairs of flip-flops for uh, flip-flops to the world, another queen in 
Texas has flip-flops to the world. And so she sends flip-flops to third world countries where they may not have shoes and, or they're trying to crudely piece together shoes to protect their feet out of things that don't even belong on our feet. And so, um, so I was able to do that. And, you know, I got the kids excited. You kind of have to get them excited some kind of way too. So you just have to say, Hey, I'll let you pick whatever kind of party you want to do. And, um, and I'll, and I'll put the bill for that. Whoever, whatever class is the top, you know, contributor will get this party. And so that's what I did with those kids. And it was so much fun. Um, those flip-flops set in the back of my car for a while and they took up not just the the, the very back of my SUV but the the passenger <laughs> row as well and <laughs> it smelled like a shoe store in my car but that's how many pairs of flip-flops came in and it was amazing to see the to get the kids involved and see them at work and want and want to help um, so just being able to walk into places and say, hey, I would love your help on this project. Pageantry gives you a platform to, to be able to serve more. I, I always say I don't understand, and I don't know many women who enter pageantry and aren't you know, addicted to community service, but um, I, I would never be able to understand someone's mindset who didn't get involved in the community through their pageantry or helped or let pageantry amplify what they're already doing. And that's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, it's an expensive hobby, if you will, to do if you're, if you don't have a cause that you want to promote with it. And so um, pageantry is a great avenue to, to amplify your service because once you, like I said, once you put that crown and that banner on people, people take notice and they want to know what you're about. And, and it helps so much. I definitely agree. I think pageantry opens so many doors to serve and to get involved with different organizations, your community. And like you said, to really amplify your voice and, and raise awareness on the issues or causes that are important to you. So I love that. I totally agree. I want to move to the next point in learn, lead, and lift, and that is lead. So share with us, how are you a leader in your own life? I feel like I've always been a leader of some sort. I've always been, I don't want to say loud, but I've definitely always knew how to use my voice. <laughs> but um, but I think as a married woman, I, we wield more power than we know we do. And um, I've been able to be a leader in my home by um, just speaking up. If we speak up, you never know what you can get done. And so um, even if it's, you know, not to necessarily family members, but speak up to those you love and to your friends and people in your community and then share your vision, talk it through. And you've got key people who you know you want to be involved. Invite them to share in the vision. Um, develop a plan of action by encouraging those who are going to be involved to contribute. And so, you know, it's it's just, it's simple. I think we think a, being a leader is always this, I've got to be out front and center and I've got to, you know, drag people into the way I want things done. But oftentimes being a leader just really means to serve your community. 
it also means to know when to take a step back and let someone else um, take point because the best leaders create leaders. They don't just hog the spotlight. So you want to encourage and foster that atmosphere. And I've been able to do that with, um, with kids that I've been involved with and, and just being able to, you know, find a need and help people through. I think um, another way that I've been able to, to lead is just kind of helping people as a foster parent. I'm, I've been in, involved with a completely different community and seeing the need there, especially amongst the teens, that's our biggest um, demographic of children in need here in Utah are the teens. And I would, I would venture to say across the country, but, um, and a lot of the foster parents, they know, like, I'm into pageantry. And so I, it's kind of made me a resource for the community. And I feel like a leader needs to be a resource. And, and people know that I am someone that, that they can come to, you know, ask for help. And they also know that usually, unless I've got something going on with my, with my foster son, um, that you come to me, I'm like that one-stop shop. I'm going to get it done and I'm going to get it done as fast as possible. That's just the kind of person I am. I've always been a measured twice or three times and cut once kind of person. I like to get it done and I hold myself accountable. So being an accountable resource is what makes leaders a leader, a leader. And like I said before, it's also a person who puts it's the growth of more leaders. They don't hog the spotlight. They they want to share it. They want to see other people shine. I love that. I love what you said about the best leaders create leaders. And I think that is so true that a leader is not a dictator. It's not their way or the highway, but that they're inspiring people to use their own voice, their own gifts to make a difference. So definitely agree with you. And I, I love that you brought up that you are a foster parent, um, because that leads me into the next point of learn, lead, and lift, which is lift. And it's how are you making an impact or difference in your community? And how are you lifting up others? And I think as a, as a foster parent, you definitely are making an impact. Yes, I try to. You get foster parents that kind of fall on either side of the spectrum. You get some who are just in it for the kids. And then you get those who actually love the people that they're helping. And so, um, and there's not a bad way to approach it necessarily. But what I've learned through my experience is that if I'm loving the kids, I'm loving the family that they come from, regardless of what that family looks like. And talking to my kiddo's um, biological mother, um, last week. And, and she was like, I'm not a bad mom. And I'm like, no, you're not a bad mom. Your circumstances do not define you. And this is what I wanted her to know. I'm like, I totally believe your circumstances do not define you. Um, unfortunately, we're in a position where she needed to relinquish her rights. Um, so her and dad relinquished their rights. But, but I am truly believing that they have this chance now if they grab it by the horns to to better themselves and they've made this this selfless sacrifice to 
as I've told them to better themselves so that they can have a better relationship with their son, because I'm leaving that door open. Like I said, when you love the child, you love the family and you want to see that family, regardless of what it ends up looking like, survive and thrive. And so I'm just, I'm there to lift up the whole person and not just the kiddo. Although the kiddo takes my energy, my full energy, and I, want to spend that on him so he knows that he's loved and safe and and has his needs met but I also want those I come in contact to know that I don't believe that this situation defines you and if you've got the drive and the determination you can achieve anything you want and you've got the the opportunity to still to still have a beautiful relationship with your son, even though he's not with you 24 seven. I love the viewpoint that you have taken as a foster parent and in going through these different, uh, they're, I mean, they're tough situations, um, you know, and that these kids come from. So I, I really love that you are looking at it from the viewpoint that whatever circumstance or challenge that they're facing, that they still can, can rise above. What is maybe a final inspirational thought or um, kind of last word that you would want to leave with the listeners of this podcast? I like people to know that, and it's kind of become a self-discovery for me in the last little bit. But while we grow through hard things, and I say grow, not go, we grow through hard things. We can achieve great things. I truly believe that every day we wake up, we have a purpose to fulfill. We just need to find that purpose. So grow through the hard things. It builds character. But what we do with it, what we choose to do with it is what our legacy will be. And so um, just get out there, get involved and, and be helpful in the community. At the end of the day, it not only impacts the life of someone else's for good, but karma comes back. What we put out into the universe comes back to us. So we, we ultimately impact our own lives for good as well such great lessons to take away from our interview together. Maisel, thank you so much for being a special guest on Learn, Lead, and Lift. Uh, You have really hit all three of those points. I think you are such a great example of, of service, of community involvement, and using your voice to really make a difference out in the world. So Thank you for taking this time and sharing more about you and your story and all of the good that you're doing in the community. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Learn, Lead, and Lift. Find this podcast on social media, on Instagram at Learn, Lead, Lift. Discover your sparkle and stay tuned for the next episode of Learn, Lead, and Lift, empowering women in all stages of life.